Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode, I think it's 148, I don't know, we're doing a ton of content, so we're not really going to be naming or numbering these pre-Super Bowl shows because, you know, we might drop six a week, Aiden, I don't know, you're oh. excited, I'm here, um, so KMS, Aiden, we are here for Birds vs. Boys, our second show of the week, hopefully you check on YouTube and anywhere you listen to your podcasts, our show earlier in this week that dropped on Wednesday where we talked everything Cowboys, Kellen Moore, and why no fan base of any kind besides the Eagles should go to Philadelphia. Aiden, how are you? Fantastic. We've done quite the role reversal. I'm usually the one who's like, well, I'm alive. I'm here. But now I'm such elated and full of joy and just content with life and ready to experience the Super Bowl and fully going through that calm before the storm where in that recovery period, great weekend, long weekend, and now you're like, all right, let's rest up, let's get ready, and then let's mentally prep for the big game. So that, that that's that's where I want to start. So last weekend, insanity, right, for you. Oh, yeah. You were, you were tailgated at the oh, yeah. bar. You were at City Hall after celebrating. You then did bad things after your phone died. So crazy weekend. The weekend before, you were at the game in Philadelphia against the, I guess you could call that a football team that the New York Giants have. You were at that game. It's been a very intense season, even though a fun season, kind of a little bit less of a stressful season for you. So, Super Bowl, right, two weeks out. What do you do this weekend? Is is this a lay-low, chill-out weekend? Let's just hang out with the boys, or are we going balls to the wall all in and we'll just recover during the week and then rebound for the Super Bowl. I, I would love to lie on air and be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to drink this weekend. It'll be healthy. Yes, I am. Let's just be honest. <laughs> be quite Fair honest enough. with myself and everybody included. I will probably drink this weekend. Will it be as crazy as Sunday when uh, when I was up at – drinking Kenwood's in the parking lot at 9 a.m. No, but we'll, we'll still have a few beers. It'll, it'll be yeah. a more laid-back, dial-back weekend, and I think across the city it will be too. You can usually but tell. But I think the, the vibes are obviously going to be high. You're going to want to be out because like, everybody's in the yeah. same mood, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's not – people will be out, but it will be a laid-back type of out, if that makes yep. sense. Like yep. I don't know what the weather's like, but it's cold this oh, it's time of be year. Cold. It's, it's going to be really like cold. Yeah. 12 degrees I, on Saturday. I feel like this will be a pretty laid back type of weekend to be yeah. completely honest with you. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's going to be a booze free weekend. <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> All right. So what our plan for tonight, like we said, we're going to be dropping multiple shorter episodes, no hour and a half long episodes, but last night's episode was supposed to be 20 minutes and we went 45. So that's just what we Had a do. Lot to say. Yeah, obviously. So tonight, we're going to go a little bit around the NFL. We're not just going to focus on the Super Bowl, focus on the Cowboys, because we always say this is a podcast for all NFL fans. We talk everything. So we're going to go a little bit around the NFL. Then, Aiden, what are we bringing back? It's our favorite time of the year. It's mock draft season. NFL draft is just a few mere months away. So let's get started. We're amping up our draft coverage as it is this year, and we might as well start now. Well, yep. we got some time between games. So we are going to run a mock draft where I will be mocking and drafting. Well, actually, I will be drafting for the Dallas Cowboys. You will be mocking the Dallas Cowboys. And you will be drafting for 
the Philadelphia Eagles. So we will have the draft board up on the screen. So this is where we tell everybody, if you can, make sure you're watching on YouTube because you can actually see the entire draft board on the screen. It will go pick by pick. The simulator will pick for every other team. When the Eagles come up, bang, it stops. You will see all the players on the board. Aiden and I will talk through it. Aiden will make a pick. Same thing happens once it comes to the Cowboys. Stops on the pick. Available players will be there. Aiden and I will talk through it. And then I will make the pick for the Dallas Cowboys on and on and on. Tonight, we're going to do five rounds. We're going to work our way up later and later and later in draft season to full seven-round mocks. So make sure you are watching on YouTube later in the episode to catch mock draft. I guess we could call it 1.0, but it's even like before 1.0. It's like zero. Week zero. You know how they week zero in college football? This is mock draft 0.0. Yes, that's what it is. Full disclosure, this is that's about as serious as we take our jobs as mock draft season. We love that, love, love, love that draft content. Um, I will admit, I haven't started the prep work yet. This is just purely based off of watching too much college football. Which is, I mean, sometimes it's that easy. Yeah. <laughs> it it is for me. Everyone knows my strategies. We'll get yeah. to it. We'll get there. And you will find you will find the strategy during the mock. All right. So where do you want to start with uh, around the NFL? A couple rumblings, a couple things happening. I think we should start with one thing, but also I'll ask you. I think we're on the same page. We know what we need to start with. He, I think he's earned it over the past two decades of our lives. I think we need to start with the official retirement of Tom Brady. So it's funny. I was checking Twitter this morning. I see Adam Schefter just tweeted, and all it just said was Tom Brady retires. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then I like refreshed Twitter, and I actually saw his video. I was like, ooh. And I clicked on it. I'm like, yeah, I think, I think this is it. Yeah. That was the first thing I watched this morning. And I read the caption. I was like, oh, this could be it. And it was just right out. Just like the first sentence was like, I'll cut right to it. I'm retiring. And I loved how he got choked up at the end. He's sitting on the beach. I feel like this is how he wanted to do it from the beginning. I think he got, you know, uh, I thought it sucked that that happened to him last year. And they kind of broke the news for him. The greatest player of all time should get to retire on his terms. And I feel like he got to do it right this time. A lot of people are going to make it come at like, oh, shouldn't have come back for one more year. And it's like, yeah, we all have a competitive side. Like, it's we want to win our you fantasy. Imagine football. how hard that must be to walk yeah. away from that. Yeah, exactly. And you never, you never think, especially in his case, where you are undoubtedly the greatest player of all time, that your skill set will dwindle. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not even really like a hubris thing. It's like, oh, I've been good for twenty years. I'm assuming twenty one, I might be all right. Yep. Yep. Um, so, I. Uh, I think a lot of people will make, will say he should have just done it last year, but at least this time he gets to go out on his own terms. And I think we're all pretty much on board with just him being the greatest ever. Yeah. I mean, it's, am I going to miss him? Absolutely. My, my wife was watching me and she literally like waved goodbye. I'm like, no, I'm, you know, I have no animosity towards him. Me neither. Yes. He beat up the Dallas Cowboys every time they played, except for the last one. Yeah, in the last one, um, but I don't have any. You know, he uh, the spy gate, the deflate gate. Like I, I've kind of forgotten all about that crap, and mm-hmm. I just enjoy. I like to enjoy greatness, um, and I love to enjoy good, long-standing runs. Now I'm stopping here. That I hope this Eagles run doesn't just continue, and I will not enjoy that. But. <laughs> Um, I didn't want to see him go to another team at this point. Like, I didn't want to see him yeah. go to the Raiders. Like, and then just, no. 
again, her Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Even the Niners, like it just, I wasn't, I wasn't down for it. So when I saw the video, I watched the video, like you said, he got choked up. I was like, yep, this is, and Hey, you know what? I'm not going to say you can't go save your family now, but like, go be with the kids, go do, you know, the, the relationship with the wife may not be there anymore, but just go do your thing, man. And yeah. who knows what he does? Does he coach? Does he buy a team? Who knows? I want to see him and Peyton Manning buy a team together. I think they're doing the uh, he he'll be on Fox, right? Isn't that the mm-hmm. deal? He's mm-hmm. opting in, which kind of right. is that's right. It's really awkward because Fox has the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, and Greg Olson's been good. I think. Yeah, I was about to say. I feel like it's a weird kind of situation where Greg Olson's been good. He is, uh, he's calling the Super Bowl. Everyone's going to see that he's good, and then Tom Brady's going to come in. Yep. And can you imagine if he's not good? Yeah. Like it's a Jason Witten situation. I do think he will be. His personality is, is, yep. is up there. His knowledge of the game is why he lasted as long as he did. So I don't really see, foresee him being like a bad commentator, but it is rough. Like there are certain people where their legacy has been. Ah, what's the word? Not tarnished. That uh, might be a little too extreme. Um, but like you see them as as announcers. Like Paul Pierce is a great example. I think he's a terrible mm-hmm. analyst. He's a yeah. great basketball player. But now there's a ge- whole generation who sees him as like an analyst. Even like Charles Barkley to an degree, whether he's good or bad, there's a whole generation that sees him as like the TNT class clown. And so the guy who was like a double double machine in the NBA. So it's I mean, weird it's to all- create this whole new legacy. It, Troy Aikman. <laughs> I mean, yeah. do you remember? Do you remember watching Troy Aikman play football, or do you just more remember him? No, I don't remember him at all. That's actually so. That's a great point because that was the thing I was going to bring up most with Tom Brady is he made his first start when two thousand. That was the first yeah. year that he and I was uh, five, going on six. I'm now twenty eight. I don't remember a life without. Tom Brady. I barely remember the NBA without LeBron. It's just, it's, it's a weird spot for me where I'm like, I'm officially old. Like any last semblance and grasp of childhood is over. I saw a graphic today and it showed like uh, the Oh four class. So Eli Ben Roethlisberger who retired last year and Phillip rivers who had also retired the year before Tom Brady, Drew Brees, all these guys that I, I had just watched that generation for as long as I've had NFL memories stacked up yep. in my brain. Yep. And now they're uh, like, it's over. Like it's all of those guys, that whole generation, the whole class is gone. It's just a weird sinking reality that I'm officially old. Yeah. It's I, I, I remember the night game when Drew Bledsoe got knocked out right on the sideline and they brought in Brady. And then I remember when he, he won the Super Bowl and he did the whole thing with his head and mm-hmm. he pointed up like, I can't believe that just happened. And looking back now and watching those videos and just how young he looked, it's just like, I mean, yeah, I, I fully remember football without him because frankly I am old, um, but not much, right. It's just, it feel yeah. it, it feels like he's always been there and it feels like he's always going to be there. So it's going to be weird next year because when's the last time, we didn't have him. What when he tore his ACL? Yeah, and that was just a really weird year too because it was week one, and it's like, all right, well, 
well, it's the kind of the finding Nemo floating meme where it's like, now yep. what? And yep. <laughs> that was just such a weird year because then the Patriots were like good with Matt Castle, but didn't make the playoffs. And it was just a super odd situation. And um, yeah, like I said, I, I do not remember football without him. So it'll definitely be just really weird. And I think it's there. I definitely have an appreciation for the fact that he was the best player of all time. It's not an argument. And we watched him in our primes. I think that's pretty 100%. cool. And like you said, I don't blame him for coming back this year, but imagine just how cool it would have been to go out hammered at that parade, I throwing know. the Lombardi from boat to boat. Yeah. Even, even that last, that last season, uh, that game against the Rams where you're like, this guy's going to freaking do it again. Even going yep. out that way, I think would have been pretty cool. Yep. It would have, if, Oh God, that I, it's amazing how quickly we forget how good those games both were last year. Oh yeah. Like back to back. Oh. So it was oh, like, goodness. is this really happening? I was, I was watching the clip today of the AFC championship in 2018 between the chiefs and the Patriots where the Patriots score in mm-hmm. overtime. Yep. Um, and it's just awesome. Like it's just, that was just such great football. You, uh, Somebody jumped off sides at the end of that game, right? For the oh. Chiefs. And that's what that's that's what lost in the game. You're right. Who was it? Frank Clark? I think it was Frank Clark. Frank Clark right. jumps offside and it nullifies the interception. Brady leads them down the field. And it's just like I just remember watching that game with my friend, and we just realize you realize in the moment that you're witnessing history and witnessing such a great game. And I feel like we did that so many times watching Tom yep. Brady. We we're like, you're just watching an all-time performance on an all-time stage. 28-3 one would be the biggest to me, but a low-key one, like it was a primetime game against the Steelers, and they went the entire way down the field just throwing mm-hmm. it to Gronk, and everybody knew it was going to him, and they couldn't stop. It was like just classic classic Brady-era football, and we got to witness it, which is awesome. We did. We get to witness a lot. We've gotten to witness a lot, and it has, you know, it's been fun. So, Tom, thank you. Um, go eat a strawberry now. You're done. Yeah. Go try a strawberry and maybe eat some normal people ice cream. Enjoy the the fruits of life. You're free from TB12. Yes, but I'm sure you're just going to want to sell the brand. Um, a question I have for you, Aiden, and we didn't we didn't prep this. Um, your thoughts on the whole Micah Parsons Lane Johnson thing? You you saw this right? Oh, where he like wished him best of luck and like yeah. go win a ring for the division. Yeah, for our division. And he's like, he's like, you're the best in the league and blah, blah, blah. It's a it's a good era conversation. It's a great segue from the Tom Brady thing where he spawned multiple eras and spanned yep. multiple eras. And it the game has obviously changed and the rules have changed. It doesn't bother me in the sense that I know Micah's personality and he's just yep. like He's just like a fan of football is probably yeah, the best way to put it. Dude. And not, and that's not a, that's not, that's a compliment. Yeah. It's just like the SpongeBob episode where he's like, just forget everything except for fine dining and breathing. All that Micah knows is football and rushing the passer. That's, yep. that's just what he cares about and what's going on upstairs. So, um, it's definitely weird to be like, go win it for your division uh, rival. Like if, if Hassan Reddick is, I guess is a good example. It says, go ahead and win the 
well, Super Bowl for the division, Cowboys and Zach Martin. I'd be like, no, no. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, I, I get where he's coming from. That, that kid just likes football. Yep. And it's yeah, it's just different. It shows you also the the hatred that it's just it's so much more on the fan base side and social media side. I mean, these guys, mm-hmm. I mean, when they step on those lines, I don't know if you saw like the Fred Warner, Brandon Graham pre-game thing and then post-game thing when Fred Warner was like, you're still playing, old man. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to have you're going to have a hell of a five snaps. It's going to be crazy. And then after the game, uh, Brandon Graham's like five snaps, huh? He's like, we're going to whoop you boys. And like, but like there was talk, smack talk. But then at the end, like Fred Warner's like, go win it. And it's just. I don't know. It's just different. It's a it's a whole yeah. different fraternity than and there's I mean, trust me, there's guys in this league I think that that hate everyone. <laughs> but then no, there's guys that, it's like their their personality. I think that yeah, there, there's a few guys like that in every sport where they're like yep. they're fan favorites because every other fan base hates them. Yep. Um but yeah, I think it's it's definitely a generational thing where the, you know, like there's there's not that sense of rivalry. Um and it's definitely different for players because it's like Micah's probably a bad example because he grew up here. Like he knows that this is a rivalry, but say he was in freaking like, I don't know. Um, what's, what's another big rivalry? Like the 49ers and the Raiders used to hate each other. Like if you're on the Las Vegas Raiders today, do you remember that? Like, do yeah. you remember that the 49ers are your rival? Probably not. Like, and do yeah. you care? You know, yep. like if you're, if you're a kid from Texas or Florida, and you're drafted by Green Bay. You're like, you know who I really hate? Chicago. Like yeah, it's just, exactly. it's just not there. Um, and it's like people, people think like the day Micah Parsons is drafted, the first thing he's brought into a room at the start in Frisco, and they just sit him down and be like, "You hate the Philadelphia Eagles." Like, no, it does. That doesn't. It's not yeah, how it works. It's, no, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. And the players probably weren't as amplified as uh, as as us fans are in terms of rivalries and stuff like that, especially because a lot of these guys have gone to school together, gone to camps together since they were freaking 14 years old. And I think that's kind of what amplifies this culture today is um, there's a more concentrated areas of where kids are coming from. And um, because we're like a more of a one sport society that they're playing seven on sevens with each other and going to the same camps since they're literally before they can drive. Yep. Yeah. Uh, same way. I mean, I didn't. Obviously, I don't want the Eagles to win, but it. You know, I'm not. I'm not killing the guy for saying what he said. And no, me neither. No, and 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 uh, why can't he compliment Lane Johnson? Because what Lane is doing is unbelievably impressive. And again, I feel like it's the whole Lane Johnson thing. I mean, we saw it coming from a mile away, right? As soon as we heard he was coming back with the injury, it's like, okay, he's gonna bowl out. Yeah, absolute dog. Just. You're right. You, you could see this coming a mile away. And thank goodness, because we all know the stats of him on the field for the Eagles versus yeah. off the field for the Eagles. So, yeah. and he's just, I think this run probably solidifies him as an actual Hall of Famer. I agree. Um, I think him and Kelsey will both at this point probably be in the Hall of Fame because there's not only su- success, but sustained success over yeah. the years. So, yeah. I think at this point, it's all pros. This is, this solidifies the Hall of Fame. Uh, speaking of solidifying possibly the Hall of Fame, Sean Payton, possible Hall of Fame coach, we don't know, is back, Aiden. He is heading to the Denver Broncos to coach up Russell Wilson. Um, and the Broncos are just giving up everything for him. First round pick, second round pick. Like, I don't know. 
I I would not be a happy camper right now if this is if the Cowboys were doing this for Sean Bate. Oh, one hundred percent. Speaking of Hall of Fame, are the are the is the Walmart family in the Hall of Fame of worst owners of all time? Like, what are you doing? Yep. This is not how. Like, oh man, Walmart's a horrible store. So this doesn't shock me at all. I wish them nothing but the worst as owners. Um, I, you know, the people who pay seven dollars an hour now they own a football team. Like, I don't really care what happens to them. But wow, is this just like this is the exact opposite of a way you should be running a team in twenty twenty three, where it's sacrificing all of your picks for one player, having no depth, and now trading for a coach for a coach and giving up multiple first round picks to do it. I just can't believe that they would want to do something like that. And I mean, you, now you can't build around these guys. It's just weird. Like for you to be in this position last off season where you traded for Russ and you sacrificed players and picks and it didn't work out to turn around and just double down and do it again. And this time with somebody who doesn't even play is yep. just insane to me. I, I just, when I, when I saw the compensation and, after what they've already gave up for Russell Wilson and they basically can't get out of that contract. I, you know, I just, ever since Peyton Sean or Peyton Manning left and maybe that's their thing. Maybe they think bringing a Peyton in is going to save the day like Peyton Manning did. <laughs> um, but I just, I, I couldn't believe it. And we're all right. So we're talking about Sean Peyton, possible hall of famer, right? So his all time record, Career record, Aiden. 160. This includes includes the postseason. 161 and 97. He's nine and eight in the postseason with one Super Bowl victory. Mike McCarthy is 166, 107 with one Super Bowl win. They are the same coach. Yeah. What's that a uh, meme where it's like uh, flirting, harassment? It's like <laughs> flirting is Sean Payton having that record. Harassment, Mike McCarthy having the same exact record. That's what this is. It's just, I mean, yeah, he's a good coach. But again, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback all those years, and they won one ring. Yep. And also, it's not like the roster is in a great spot because they sacrificed everything for Russell. You would think after that, you'd be like, all right, well, this quarterback clearly isn't working out. We're stuck with him. Let's just build around him as much as we can. Nope. Let's double down and give up more picks. Like, come on. You're, and you're, who says in two years, if, if they tank, he's just like, I'm out of here. I'm yeah. going back to TV where he was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they're stuck with the Wilson contract, but Sean Payton, like you said, he'll just go back to TV and it'll be a lot less stress and he'll still make money. Isn't that unbelievable how these guys just like bounce right back to TV? Like Herm Edwards fired, but he was on ESPN. I think six hours later, you think Jeff Saturday will go back to ESPN if he doesn't get the Colts job. I mean, he has to, right? Probably. I'm, I wouldn't blame him. He did. I mean, um, what's his name? Urban Meyer was back. <laughs> oh, that is the most insane one of all time that they were like, you want your job back after what back. happened? That was, yeah. Truly unbelievable now. Like, I want that. I want to be like, yeah, I'm leaving. And then you get fired. You're like, hey, I'm back. And they're like, yeah, I'm come back. On. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. Always have that, that, uh, that, uh, and break glass in case of emergency oh, yeah. job. Must be nice. And now, and now we got Jason here, this guy. Yeah. Every, <laughs> it's like, Jason, 
I mean, he, I didn't mind him actually. I thought he was, I thought he was pretty decent. But yeah, I was gonna say he was actually good talking about it. It's just the weird lead-ins that were so awkward. <laughs> so yeah, I think we're both in agreement here. It's like okay, we'll see what he can do. But I mean, they're kind of hamstrung now, draft-wise. Um, they're stuck with a quarterback that. I mean, I everything my eye test is telling me is that's Russell Wilson's game, not the way he was being coached. Ah, oh, man. It's just the Russell Wilson thing. You're starting to really you're starting to really see it. I think there were a lot of comments that told you, like, uh-oh, this yeah. isn't good. Like the way I'm really glad the, the Eagles don't have him. I don't think his personality meshes that well. Oh, he and would have gotten destroyed, buried. Can you imagine you lose a game like 12 6 and he walks off after the press conference saying, Go, Bert. The whole like you can't get in contact with him. You have to go through his oh. agents, the more bathrooms in the house than touchdown passes. It's a little superficial to be like living in a place like that. The comments that the Legion of Boom made about him, where it's like the Mister Unlimited video. Yeah, it's just like there is, there are uh, the whole thing seems to be a facade at this point, and I don't think Sean Payton coming in is going to save that. No, I do not think so, especially after giving up a first and a second. Nope. Yeah, so dumb. But what are you going to do? Speaking of first and second round picks, is it time for our mock draft? I am t- I am, I am. am all in, Aiden. So while I pull this up, why don't you explain to the, the nice people who should be going over to YouTube now if yes. they are listening. And subscribing, if you haven't already. We got yeah. 20 subscribers in this past week since the nfc championship so thank you um we're closing in on 400 let's see if we can get there before next week next week go to 500 win a super bowl then get to 5,000, and see if we can go from there yes please so, all right so basically what we do is the computer will pick for the rest of the teams we'll pick a team that we want to pick for so i'll mm-hmm. pick for the eagles and kevin will pick for the cowboys um, like we said, we're just going to do five rounds. We don't have to do anything too crazy. Um, yep. We'll get into the seventh rounds as we get closer to the draft. We'll give more insight as we go into the draft. Uh, but basically, it's pretty simple. This whole system on PFF will filter it out for us. It'll give players that we could be interested in, and we go from there. Perfect. Let's start this draft with the Chicago Bears on the clock. <laughs> will Anderson, I saw that. All right, so we'll just wait. We'll hold on, Kevin. I'm I'm a little confused. Before we get into the picks, yes. we're we're so good at football. Shouldn't we be picking 31 or 32? How come it ended at 10? Hmm. Is, I don't know. That's, did was there a trade? Uh, well, maybe, but we traded for AJ Brown, so you'd think like we'd have less first round picks. Who maybe did, none. Who did we trade with for pick 10? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe a maybe a team that just traded a coach and got a first pack. Oh, the Saints. But wait, they gave us chance. So you're telling me we got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from them, but we still have their first round pick in the top 10? Huh. Weird, right? Hmm. Super weird. But hmm. oh, well, 
I digress. I'll pick a 10 and then again, why not? Um, <laughs> so Will Anderson went first overall. Will Levis going to would be an insane move. Um, yes. I, Bryce Young goes four to the Indianapolis Colts, which would be huge for them. And I think that's the Colts were pick three, right? Is that a trade or something like that? Or maybe yeah. I have my draft order wrong. And then yeah. CJ Stroud to the Raiders there at uh, pick seven. So that would that would work out pretty well for the uh, for the Eagles. Yes, if that happened um, with a bunch of quarterbacks going off the board. So let's see who we want to pick at ten. Kevin, if you want to scroll through right there and sure. see what we got. So we have Quinn some... Johnson, wide receiver from TCU. Absolutely not under any circumstances. No. Michael Mayer. He'll be good. I saw a thing that they're going to have uh, three first-round uh, tight ends for the first yes. time since 2017. He's a he's he's a freak. Dijon um, Robinson. Another good one, but that's just insane to take him at this point. Like, Zay Flowers, crazy. Smith and Jigba. He'll be there. Edge rusher, right. Nolan Smith from Georgia. All Apple right, I'm good. Georgia. So Brandon Graham announced today he'll be he is coming back to the NFL, but he's not sure if he'll be back to the uh, to the Eagles. Even if he's not, Derek Barnett will not be back next year. So we need depth at uh, edge rusher. So why don't we go to my favorite school in the entire world, Georgia? Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia. I'll take him and pick ten. Thank you very much. Nice doing business with you, Georgia. As always, as always, the factory continues. Ooh. All right, we can. All right. So let's see who we got here. Well, we have that team right there, Georgia, and tackle may be possibly a issue for the Dallas Cowboys, right? Terrence Steele at right tackle is coming off the ACL. Terry's also a restricted free agent. They have the first round pick. Tyler Smith, who was playing left tackle, played well. They bumped him into guard. We don't know what Tyron Smith. So, so tackle is an option here, but uh, I'm not going there with first round pick. So we're looking down here, safety, linebacker, maybe tight end. Aiden. You know what to do. I think I know what to do. Cornerback was one of the biggest concerns for the Dallas Cowboys this year, opposite Trayvon Diggs. I would argue Trayvon Diggs had arguably a better year than he did the year before with less picks. He was better in coverage this year. Definitely down the stretch, had some games where he got, Ugh. but beyond him, Deron Bland played well in the slot, the rookie this year. However, that CB2 spot, Aiden, Anthony Brown was not very good, and then he got hurt, and it got worse. Kelvin Joseph was terrible. Um, Nashawn Wright did not do much. They brought in Xavier Rhodes. He's 85 years old. The only person that seemed to solidify that spot somewhat in the playoffs was my guy, Mukwamu, calling for him all year. But when you have an option to pick a player like Joey Porter at 26, a cornerback from Penn State, you turn the card in, Aiden. 100%. So that's what I'm going to do. Great Joey pick. Porter, cornerback. Penn State opposite Draymond Diggs. I am so I have a uh this year what I'm gonna do, and we'll debut it later, but I'm gonna have a Georgia kid list and a non-Georgia kid list. He's number one on my non-Georgia kid list. Yeah. I'm yep. central PA biased, but that kid's really, really good. All That's right, a hell of Picking pick right for you. Josh Downs going to Kansas City, man. Oh, they just He's they just good. continue to get weapons. Oh yeah. All right, and let's see what else we got. Broderick Jones and Joey Porter. Cool. All right, let's scroll a little bit and see what we got. 
Um, hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so I think James Bradbury, unfortunately, walks in the offseason. Hell of a year by him. And just another fantastic. It was the most common sense move of the offseason was to, uh, to, to get him um, once the Giants dropped him and just a perfect placeholder there at CB2 upgrade from Stevie Nelson the year prior. And even he was pretty mm-hmm. solid, but I think he is the odd man out this off season, which means you'll need a cornerback. So how about Kaylee Ringo, the cornerback from Georgia Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Boom. Pick 31 Dallas Cowboys now coming up on the clock here at pick 58. All right. So we have a center on the board here from Minnesota safety. Edge rusher, edge rusher, edge rusher. They need a lot. This is not falling the way my other drafts. Oh, no, yeah, this, one's a, this one looks a little rough, to be honest with you. Yeah. I see. Mm. <laughs> I know you don't like guys from USC. I I was going to say that's diff- that one's different, though. Yeah. I like so that's, it's, it's that's still. Even, I was going to say. I might be changing my tide on USC with Lincoln Riley. That's because I love Caleb Williams. You know I love Caleb. So obviously Micah has been really doing wondrous things. Demarcus Lawrence will be back on another deal, but that other edge, right? It's you know Dorrance Armstrong who just got paid did have a very good year, but I'm sure Dante Fowler is not going to be back. And you can never have too many edge rushers, too many defensive linemen. I think we see that from the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm going Tuli Tuliopoulou from USC, the edge rusher at pick 58. Nice. I actually do like that a lot. All right. I'm on the board at pick 63. Let's see what we got. Um, let's scroll a little bit. There was one position that I'm a little bit targeting, and I think it might be the, the right time to, to take a look. Um, I can go by see. that position if you'd like. Yeah, I, I think it's about that time. Could you click on running back for me? Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, this has fallen so much differently than the ones I've done. That is rough. I'm assuming the kid from UCLA got chosen. Looks like it. Wow. Well, that sucks. I'll tell you that right now. Man. All right. Well, I don't think I need to go. Uh... I might still because I like Tank Bigsby. I feel mm. like I'd be okay with that name alone. He's not. He, uh, I'll. I will preface this. It's not my favorite running back. I, I really like the kid from UCLA, Charbonnet, Jameer Gibbs. If they took him, I'd be fine. I'm yep. not taking Dejon Robinson at, in the top ten, but he is an all around. Like he'll be. He'll be great in the league, but you can't take a top ten pick with him. Um, so there's some names. The kid from Kansas State is still on there. Deuce Vaughn. I, yep. To me, he's a little bit repetitive to what Kenny Gainwell is for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the running back from Pittsburgh's good. Ooh, Georgia running back. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> Kenny McIntosh. Die. Uh, he's coming off an ACL. I, yes, I do like is. Travis Dye, but coming off the ACL, it's kind of rough. Um, yeah, you can give me Tank Bigsby. I'll survive. Tank Bigsby from Auburn. Pick 63. Dallas Cowboys now. All the way at pick 90. All right. Ooh. J.R. Brown is still on 
man, I did not know that. I don't know when. I don't win safety, to be honest with you. <laughs> I knew J.R. Bottoms. So, it's round three. I'm going to do something a little crazy here, I think. Take Hendon Hooker. So, today, Stephen Jones said that the Dallas Cowboys are now invested in picking a quarterback every single year in the draft. Okay. Cooper Rush okay. is a free agent. He's probably not going to be back. Hendon Hooker behind Dak Prescott. Why not? Wow. Being crazy, Ed. Being crazy. You have two All picks right. left. I'm back on the board at pick 95. This is classic Eagles depth on the offensive line. So click any offensive line position. I'll take a look through and, and see what we got. Here we got Ooh, a guard like, here from TCU. Yeah, that's center a good from one. Ohio State. Guard from USC. Um, from Oregon State. Yeah. Hmm. Center from Wisconsin. Can never go wrong with that. I was going to say, I trust that one without even having watching that kid play. Um, Guard from UCLA. Wide receiver from Princeton. Can't go back that's there. That's hilarious. Good for that kid. Um, You know what? Let me actually do something uh, I was going to do. I might do something a little bit different. I might go safety. I saw one that I liked. Uh, Ronnie Hickman from the Ohio State University. Boom. Thank you. I saw four picks here, Aiden. Oh, my God. Do I have any? This is is where the rubber meets the road. All right. So, both these positions I need, right? I have not invested in wide receiver. I have not invested in running back yet. So, let's see who we got here. Oh, I love Xavier Hutchinson. I love the name. I love what he did in Brocktober. But can I take him that far ahead of Jonathan Mingo, who played in the SEC? Great name. Lane Kiffin guy. AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Jonathan Mingo. Yep. I'm going to go Jonathan Mingo here. The Mingo ate my baby. And the Eagles back on the clock. Your last. Oh, no. Is this your last pick? Yes, this is your last pick. Can the Georgia kid play guard? Can you coach him to play guard? You have one of the best offensive line coaches in the league. True. It says needs wide receiver guard center. Um, yeah, might as well. <laughs> Cedric Van Pran, the center from Georgia. Perfect. All right. I still have three picks left. We're getting there. Jesus. So, um, let's see here. Interior is definitely something we need. Wide receiver, I just picked. Linebacker. So, Jalen Red Redmond scares me a little bit just because we went to this well at Oklahoma with Neville Gallimore, and he hasn't fully panned out. So, let me see what else we got. Interior defensive lineman. Love it. Dale. 
Don't love it. So I'm going to go Redmond just because of the value pick here. Yeah. Um, and we will be on to 170. So I'm going to see what's available at running back. A lot. But I'm going to do what you do. Running back from Georgia. Do it. Back up. Whatever. Give him to me. And we are on the last pick. And I am going to double dip here at cornerback because we need as much help on the back end at cornerback as possible. And Kansas State always comes up with Boom. players. Aiden, let's see our grades. I'm sure they're going to be bad. They hated my grades last time. Yep. Last and season. I got I got exactly who the Eagles got in Jordan Davis. Then we're like, oh, great pick. All right. B. B minus. B plus. A minus. A. C. B. All right. I got a B. I'm okay nice. with a B. All right. I'm okay with a B. Let's That's go. That's pretty to solid. <laughs> nice. I got straight D's. C minus and B. It's kind of like school. D plus overall. Listen, D plus means you can play in the game. Everything above a 70%, you're allowed to play. Georgia, Georgia, Auburn, Ohio State, Georgia. And then we can always look. Let's see what how the first round went here. So anybody that stands out. If the, if the Eagles took Joey Porter Jr. at 10, I wouldn't even be shocked. Yeah. Devin Witherspoon at 12 is right mm -hmm. on. I would take him. Yep. Um, yeah. Bijan Robinson going to Washington. Don't love that. But it's 16, though. Yeah, yeah, it's a little. Jordan Addison to the uh, Giants. Jackson Smith and Jigba to the. Yeah, I hate like, this. Jackson hate. Smith and Jigba and Justin Jefferson together would be a lethal combo. No, thank you. So, yeah, I mean, and, and Josh Downs, if, if that happens going to Kansas City, that's just another playmaker that it's just it's too much. So yeah. that is. Our mock draft, 0, 0.0. All right, now that we are done with the mock draft, Aiden, before we get out of here, we have to keep the TikTok power rankings going, but a little bit of a different spin on it, Aiden. We were doing power rankings all year and power ranking teams, but now that there's only two teams left, we have to find a new option. So let's power rank players. Let's do... Top five skill position players in the Super Bowl. The top five offensive weapons we think will play the biggest factor in this game. We've got five. Kevin, are you ready? I am ready. And just so everybody is clear, quarterbacks are excluded from yes. this list. Yep. So I'll start at five. I got Isaiah Pacheco. I love the way this kid runs. I think that the Chiefs will utilize him and try to get him uh, kind of out of the backfield in the way that the 49ers tried with McCaffrey before Brock Purdy and, and Josh Johnson got hurt and just, mm -hmm. you know, kind of beat the Eagles to the edge and stuff like that. So I, I think he's one of those guys you can turn a six-yard gain into a 26-yard gain, and in a game like this, that matters a lot. Yep, I, I do like him a lot as well. For five, for me, it is Miles Sanders having just an unbelievable year in a contract year. 
I think they are going to try and get him the ball. However, we have seen that the Eagles will run with the hot hand. Obviously, we saw that last week. Even Miles Sanders had two, but then Kenny Gainwell was getting his yards. But I think Miles Sanders is going to want to put his stamp on this game in the Super Bowl. At four, I've got Dallas Goddard. He's going to be the tight end who gets no attention leading up to it. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the game. It's the brother bowl, the Kelsey bowl. So he's going to get a lot, a lot of attention. But I think Dallas Goddard can make some huge catches, be huge for this team on third down. He runs hard after the catch, gets yards after the catch. I think he could uh, be like a, a huge like um, just third down conversion, turn yards in the first downs type of guy. And you look back and you're like, wow, I didn't realize how good of a game Dallas Goddard played. Four for me for every single reason that Aiden just said. The monster himself, the tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Goddard. At three, I've got Devontae Smith. I continue to be blown away by just how much of a winner this kid is. It's the body control. It's the getting the feet down. It's knowing to get up and get everybody to the line. He does everything right. He does everything well. And I think in a game where the stakes are as high as they possibly can, it pays to have somebody like Devontae Smith. If you remember his national championship performance against Ohio State, he is made for these moments. Three for me, the only person on this list that won a Heisman Trophy in college. It is also Devontae Smith. He is built for these games. This is why you draft players from Alabama. You draft players from Georgia because big games like the NFC Championship game, big games like the Super Bowl, guess what? They've played in these games already. These games are just normal football games for him, and that's why he is going to thrive in the Super Bowl against rookie cornerbacks, I guess you could say. At two, I've got Travis Kelsey. We just touched on him, best tight end in the game. He's been the safety valve for the best quarterback in the game for quite some time. He's their best red zone target in a game that's going to come down to touchdowns, not field goals. You can't contain him forever. And the more that uh, Mahomes scrambles around, the tougher it's going to be for the Eagles secondary to keep up with Kelsey for 60 minutes and what I think will probably be a track meet game. So at two, I've got Travis Kelsey. Two for me, the other monster and the Philadelphia Eagles wide receiving core, it's A.J. Brown, the man that they traded for, and this is the exact reason why they made the trade for him. Big games like this coming up in big moments, big catches. All we need to do is make sure that him and Jalen Hurts are on that connection. They were a little bit off in the NFC Championship game, but in terms of absolute playmakers, I mean, you can't get much better than A.J. Brown in the entire league. At one, I've got A.J. Brown. In 2004, Terrell Owens came back, played with screws in his leg, and had nine receptions for 122 yards. I'm hopeful, and I think that A.J. Brown could have a similar stat line to that on full two healthy legs. But still, the point still remains. I think he could have a monster game and be the X factor for the Eagles. Uh, one for me, the only Kansas City Chief on my list, it is Travis Kelsey. He's just an absolute monster. He's the best tight end in the league, and he's not just a tight end. He's just a weapon, right? He does it all. He can block. He can run. He can catch. He's crazy. He's fun. He's taking shots at the mayor of Cincinnati. He's just the all-around package. He's just pure electricity. And guess what? His brother's playing in the game, too. So you know that's going to be a little bit more added fuel so for me number one travis Kelsey. we had very similar lists i thought mm -hmm. there'd be a little bit more variation but our order was different which is good so yeah pretty similar in the order just the uh, you know 
Um, so the middle was the same, and then the, the bookends yeah. were different. So after that, big game for Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and uh, Kenny Gainwell should have 100 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. So can't wait. Corey Head Clement. over to your FanDuel right now or your DraftKings and, and, and book anytime touchdowns for the players not on this list. Boston Scott, again, just keep riding the way. You have to. All right, Aiden, before we get out of here, let everybody know what they can expect from us for the next, I don't know, 12 days or so leading into the Super Bowl in Arizona. Content, period. That's what we're doing. Uh, so we, we're going to have some guests on. We're lining everything up. A lot of those will probably be in the week leading up to the Super Bowl and just having them. Uh, follow us um, at Birds vs. Voice Pod on Twitter. We've been really active on there because we're tweeting every day. And then YouTube, um, we're putting out the shorts. We're putting out the long videos, everything in between. And then anywhere you can get podcasts, Spotify, Google, Apple, everything you can find. And then obviously we just did that TikTok, so you know where to find us. Um, got a lot of engagement comments-wise. And I thought it was, it was one of the first times where we had productive comments, where it was constructive. Yes. So let's keep that. Let's keep riding that wave. We'll have predictions for the game um, next week as well on TikTok. So Anywhere you can find us, Birds First Boys Pod. Everybody, enjoy your morning, your afternoon, your night. Whenever you're listening or watching, enjoy it. And we will be back with more content for Birds First Boys heading into the Super Bowl. See you later.